We talk about the facts of life. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. I'm your host, Zakia, and these are the facts of my life. So before we get started, I want to make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And today I have a guest. And her name is Ebony. She is from the Woke-ish podcast. She's a PhD, PhD, PhD student. Um, she is the owner of Public Village, which is a lifestyle and empowerment oh t-shirt <laughs> uh, website. And she's also, I don't know how to spell... A world traveler. Oh. Say great. hello to Ebony, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey. What, you weren't expecting that? <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, okay. Is there I appreciate any- it, though. Yeah, you're welcome. Is there yeah. anything else you'd like to... Mm, no, I mean, I think that that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, bet. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited uh, for today's topics. Yeah, thank you for coming. All right, so we're going to move on to show love. And this is the portion of the podcast where um, we're going to highlight entrepreneurs, bloggers, vloggers in the community. And so this week's show love is going to go to um, Oprah. Opulence with Niche, and she is a lash tech from Hartford, Connecticut. And I wanted to highlight her because um, she kind of started her. Okay, so last year I started. I was trying to do the same thing you were doing with the whole T-shirt thing, but it was like supposed to be podcast and thing. I was doing like a um, what's what's the name of it? Um. Drop shipping, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Type website, but she has started. I started mine. I think we have started ours together or around the same time. And I just remember her, like you know, because I follow her on Twitter, and I just remember her, you know, being frustrated, saying that she wanted to quit and mm-hmm. give up. And like you know, here we are a year later, and she's like in a salon in Hartford. Shut up. She's in a salon in Hartford. And sorry, y'all, I have a dog now. I was going to get to that on the Living My Best Life segment, but he just doesn't know how to shut his mouth. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, so she's in the Hartford, Connecticut area in a salon. And, you know, she's been doing really well with her business And I'm just super excited for her and happy for her that she's out here. She didn't give up, even though she said she wanted to stop doing the shit. And it's like, I I know how frustrating it can be to, like, start your own business literally by yourself. You don't really have an investor. You are the investor. And you're the one that's up late nights. And I know she was working a full-time job at the Mm -hmm. time, too, as well. So it was like... Now she's at the point where she doesn't have to work Mm -hmm. 
full-time so that's really great but I definitely did want to highlight her and let her know like you know I see you out here doing your thing and I'm proud of you I'm excited for you and it is women's uh still women's history yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that shit means but <laughs> You know, we still gonna highlight the women. I got a woman on my pod, a woman on my podcast. We're gonna highlight women, and we're gonna have a good old um, grand time on the podcast. So yeah, make sure you guys follow her on Twitter. Um, her Twitter name for her business is O W N underscore L L C. And on Twitter, um, I wasn't sure she had an Instagram. I tried to find it, but I couldn't find it. But yes, um, make sure you guys are following her. Um, if you're in the Hartford, Connecticut area, or if you're in just in Connecticut, just stopping through. Um, I will put her salon information in the description box um, below. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but in the description box on, you know, so you guys can see the notes or whatever when you're listening to the podcast. All right. So moving on to living my best life. So would you like to, well, you should go first because you are the guest. So how are you living your best life? It doesn't even have to be, it could be this week, this day. Today, this month. How am I living my best life? Um, shoot. I am... What am I doing? I mean, I guess generally I'm trying to find a balance or I, I have found a balance between like doing my um, school professional stuff and creative stuff, um, which is which took a long time it was like a really long time coming um and so now I I think that it it has helped me to feel a lot more fulfilled um and like I was um you know making some like doing something that made me happy in addition to doing something that helped to uh kind of solidify like a career path for the future because I was like I had tunnel vision and I was like career focused and I was miserable mm -hmm. um and so you know now like doing some of the stuff that you talked about like the t-shirt stuff and um podcast um I think that that's helped balance out my life and give me a sense of like purpose that's beyond like oh you this PhD is you and you are this PhD and that's it that's all that you you know right um that's all that defines you so now i feel like i have like i'm more well-rounded right yeah that's what's up i'm glad that you found a balance in your life all right is that it you yeah. have more mm -hmm. no okay all right so how i'm living my best life as i'm looking at this damn dog act a fool <laughs> in his crate because he don't know how to respect me in front of company but honestly and truly, I got a dog. It's been a week. And I got the dog from one of the guests that was on the podcast, Jers. Um, because, you know, if you listen to the last show, he's moved, he moved. Well, he already moved. He gone to Atlanta. He couldn't take the dog. So I have the dog now. And um, it's been really interesting. Like, it's only been a week. But it's like, I'm really, like, trying to find a balance. Like you just said between working full time and the dog is a puppy he doesn't look like a puppy but he's a puppy 
um, working full time. Now I have to take care of another person. And I've been like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to keep the dog because like it's a lot, you know, like it's a lot. It's expensive. Like I may have to take him back to the vet because his skin is like, you know, this is how I got him. His skin was kind of messed up because he went to like a dog hotel, whatever. Uh, and he was playing with other dogs and this is what happened. So, he is really showing out right now. <laughs> but this is what happened. So, it's like I gave him all the meds that he had. So, I may have to take him back to the vet, which I really can't afford to do at this moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a lot. But um, trying to find a balance between that and then you know i was working a second job i got fired uh from the restaurant and it's like at first i was kind of hurt but it's like at the same time like whenever things like this happen to me it's like i am the one that is responsible for anything that happens in my life so it's like i can not be a hundred percent mad at them for letting me go you know like even though i was mad because i felt like the way that they did it they were really fucking rude like they they were kind of rude even when i was working there but yeah like one of the managers he was a mexican guy he was just super nasty and rude like just in general but the way that he they went about it i just felt like it was like it was just fucked up and then you know then they gonna fire me for because like i didn't show up for two shifts whatever and i'm just like (laughs) okay but it's to me i'm just like and i'm used to working like corporate jobs too like where it's like you have pto Mm -hmm. and that shit could just cover it but at a restaurant it's different like this is my first time ever working at a restaurant you know Mm -hmm. and so um yeah, like this other guy that was working there, he was a European guy. This this guy was and in restaurants they don't drug test you, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that work at restaurants, they're they're on drugs and not just weed, like they do hardcore drugs, you know? So one of the guys that was working there, he was high one day, like high as fuck, like falling asleep on the clock type shit. Like falling asleep while he's serving other people's food you feel me so like of course yep i snitched because i just felt like if you're gonna fire me over not coming to work then you need to fire his ass for being high Mm -hmm. and they probably didn't i don't fucking know but i probably won't ever go back into that place ever again so i would never know if they fired him or not but whatever good riddance um (laughs) (laughs) but it, it it did give me the chance to like and today I was just like like the last hour of work I was just reflecting on okay like I got the job to save money right Mm -hmm. and while I had the job I kind of took advantage because I didn't save any money Mm -hmm. so it was like it just gave me the opportunity well now I'm reflecting more because it's like okay I'm looking for another part-time job what am I going to do differently this time Mm -hmm. you know like you know God blessed me with the job Mm -hmm. I got the job I was making more money and it's like I was doing what well I shouldn't say I was doing whatever because like you know it kind of helped me with um the box to sell the body butter and stuff like that so it wasn't like in vain but I could have did a better job I should say so now like if I do get another part-time job whether it's at a restaurant wherever it is like I just know I need to do something differently this time around, you know, because, like, I do have financial goals that I need to achieve before 
the year is up. Basically, before July is up, I should say. And we in April damn near. Yeah. You feel me? So, yeah, that's just where I'm at. Um, I had to, I got to visit Waco to see my best friend a couple weeks ago. Um, went to Austin for South By. Oh, how was that? It was cool. Like, I didn't really, like... People keep asking me, like, I didn't really participate, like, how people participate in South By. It was just like, okay, like, I know this guy, he hosted, he's hosting a party. I went to the party. Mm-hmm. And then this other guy that I know, he's an A&R. Mm-hmm. So I went to go to the concert that his um, artists were performing at. It wasn't, like, anything where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm staying in Austin for the weekend. Like, I got to do this, this, that, and third. It was just like, I don't know, just spur of the moment type mm-hmm. people that I'm friends with or I know are in town are close kind of they don't they don't people that don't live here don't understand like Austin is not close but anyway it's mm-hmm. like okay you're in Texas like I'm gonna try to make it happen whatever so I did saw them it was good um had a lot of time to reflect during that long ass drive yeah um wait so how close is Austin to Waco an hour and a half so you went to Waco and then to Austin? I went to Waco, stayed there during the day. Then I went to Austin Friday night, came back to Waco. Then I went to Austin the next day and I came back, which was a lot. Yeah. But I mean. And then came back for that event. Then I came back for the podcast <laughs> brunch. Um, that was cool Shit. to see other podcasters. Mm-hmm. It's always nice seeing you guys. Yeah. but <laughs> that yeah. was really sarcastic but like I'm not even gonna get into the, sarca- the sarcasm but it's like no it was cool it was a good event and um yeah how did you enjoy the brunch I well so I left early I want to say that but I the part and I got there late so the middle part that I was there for I liked I liked the Q&A type thing I didn't even know that there was that big of a podcast community in Houston well first of all like I'm not you are like a master networker I saw you in action I am Mm -hmm. not that way um so I guess if I kind of put myself out there more I would um, be that way. I think one of the, also the difficulties that I've had is that we are a um, <laughs> this sounds so stupid, but multiracial podcast, um, <laughs> and so a lot of the podcasting events are like black podcasting events, um, and so because my co-host is not black, it's like I don't want her to. I mean, she wouldn't feel awkward, but you know, I also don't want to assume that she wouldn't feel awkward and then bring her into that space and then she doesn't feel comfortable um, or exclude her and yeah. it just be me um i mean if they had you know latino or hispanic podcasting events then it would be like oh okay we one person go over here one person go over here and we kind of cover all the bases maybe we'll think about that right um i don't but even yeah. know if they have that type of, well i shouldn't yeah. well i shouldn't say i don't know but like i do you know i follow y'all i follow another podcast out here um houston-ish they're yeah. mexican yeah. or hispanic i should say latino sorry i don't know the proper term i shouldn't no, no, no. but uh <laughs> i mean whatever we order fucks but anyway um like i feel like if they did have something i would see them post about yeah. it but i haven't really 
seen um i know that back in the fall this girl that i follow i shouldn't say this girl this podcast that i follow on twitter um called murder city podcast they hosted a networking event here yeah murder, murder city is houston the murder city no, they just cover crime in Houston. Oh, I was like, wait, what? No, their podcast covers crime. Uh, okay, 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 just kidding. So she hosted a po- a podcast and networking event, like a Houston podcast and networking event. And most of the people there were Europeans. Like, it was some, like, you know, melanated people there or whatever, and some Hispanics, but it's like... I see what she was trying to do, but it's like, it, I guess it just depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to determine what type of people come out to your event, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I hate to say it, but we do be dividing ourselves subconsciously, yeah. but it is it is what it yeah. is. I don't think it's anything bad with that, per se, because it's like, you do want to, you know, like, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's anything bad with trying to stay in things that are familiar with you but i also think that you should go out and explore and yeah. hang out with other people too at the same time yeah. like i don't see the wrong in either one yeah. yeah no i agree i think it's the only time sometimes i think that it gets hard with black people is because a lot of the topics we talk about well i noticed this at the brunch event right so a lot of the yeah. topics that we talk about are kind of specific to the black community or they go in we that the direction only ones that cheat, right? or like we go in that direction like if you like if i if if there were if there was a if there was an event and there was a, a bunch of niggas being thrown around and stuff like that then if i mean i would think that if i was not black i would be a little uncomfortable Right. Not to say that they are not welcome. Like, I don't think I've ever been to any black event where they're like, no, uh, non-black people allowed. It's like, no, there's some events where non-black people are allowed, but y'all can't say nothing. Right. Um, But I I just think that it's about, you know, a sense of comfort. And so I don't, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I think that we should, you know, push ourselves to go outside of our comfort zone and stuff like that. And to, I mean, and to be okay with the fact that like, oh, there's people saying stuff that I don't get to speak to. And then that's, you know, that's okay too. Right, because I went to the networking event in October, mm-hmm. um, and I got to meet some new people, and I got to meet other, you know, so-called black podcasters that don't talk about any of the mm. shit that was being talked about at the brunch. Like, yeah. there's this one podcast called Cult 45, mm-hmm. and they review movies, and mm. they re- they review, like... I guess you could say like really nerdy movies or whatever but that's their thing and I respect it you know mm-hmm. like I listen to a couple of their episodes it's not for me particularly because yeah. like I don't watch the same type of shit that y'all do but mm-hmm. like you know every I think there's a lane for everybody and you're gonna do what you know makes sense to you so mm-hmm. I don't know like the, the the brunch was cool or whatever like I got to meet some new people mm-hmm. like Whenever I go out, like, I don't really have a goal of meeting, oh, I need to meet one new person, but it's like, it just happens, like, I just may meet five new people, and that's just, I guess just who I am and my personality. Mm-hmm. Like, yesterday, I went to uh, Bar 5015 yesterday mm-hmm. in the Third Ward, I went by myself, mm-hmm. and I met, like, three or four different people, mm-hmm. new people, that yeah, I dope. never saw before, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just me and who I am. But, like, I don't know. I guess it's it's a good social event. I think that me personally, I probably will stop attending them. 
like that podcast is yeah that that may be my last one Oh, but I wanted to talk to you about one. What? Honey, we, <laughs> we can talk about it afterwards. Yeah. But that that may be my last one for a really, 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 really long time until mm. I feel like I'm benefiting from it, mm. you know? Because, like, at this point, the way that I feel like the podcasting is going as far as, like, this little community or group or circle or whatever, I don't like that shit and I'm not mm-hmm. with it. So like, you know, I yeah. respect what y'all doing and I see y'all, y'all doing a great job, but I just don't want to be involved. And I and I don't want to be involved because like, I'm working on me like personally and a lot of people don't get this shit. Sorry, I'm about to go on a rant right quick. No, but like a lot of people don't get this shit. Like even when I stopped doing my show, like back in the summertime last year, like everybody was... He is showing off. Everybody is like, you are really showing off today, buddy. Like, I cannot. Um, But everybody's like, oh, why did you stop or whatever? And it's like, me stopping to work on myself um, is way... I feel like that's the best move I could have made so that I could be a better person, so that I could be a better podcaster. Mm -hmm. And a lot of men don't understand that i should say a lot of people don't understand that because it's like people just don't like to deal with the real shit that's going on in their life and i'm i'm willing to go through that shit until i feel like i've overcame it or whatever and i just could not go through that shit and do my podcast there was just no way so what was i saying before that what's the point i'm you trying talking to about not going to any more podcasts and not oh, okay so like yeah i'm not going to any more events because I just feel like people are trying to tell me I need to be a certain way because of their own standards um when it comes to this podcast and our business shit and it's like you don't set the fucking standard for me like period I don't care like I I'm gonna do my own thing and like and I also feel like people are threatened by literally me literally doing my own thing Mm -hmm. like I've had to deal with this shit my whole entire fucking life. So, like, and people are always telling me, like, oh, yeah, don't take it personal. But it's like, I've had to deal with this shit my whole entire life. Like, people, I've always walked to the beat of my own motherfucking drum, period. Like, when it comes to school, when it came to dancing, the step team be competing with is you mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like, I'm not your competition because... We ain't looking at... When we look in the mirror, we ain't looking at the same fucking yeah. person. You feel me? So, I'm good on that shit. Like, I don't got time. That's going to be my last one for a while. And that's all I got to say about that. Except for the one that I want to talk to you. Yeah, you can talk to me about <laughs> it. But, like, I'm just saying, like, that... All that catty shit. And men are the most cattiest niggas I've ever met. Bitches, niggas, whatever I've ever met. So it's like I'm good on that. I'm good on that shit. Like I try to be friendly. Yeah. I really tried. <laughs> I tried for two years. I'm good. That's, that's hella impressive. I mean, cause I, like I said, I saw you in action, and I was like, damn. Like I, I mean, I'm. And people are threatened by that shit. Like I'm out here by myself doing, yeah. you know, like, and people always tell me that, like, you know, you're really good at networking and stuff, and it's like, yeah. I know I'm good at networking, and, you know, my game, mm-hmm. like, I, 
I have a different strategy to my game and it's like you're not going to understand it because you have you are so one track minded mm-hmm. and that's just not me like I have like I'm over here here like you don't know where I'm coming from mm-hmm. and I, I think people they like nah I gotta get her out of here really that's how I feel and you know I should say that's how I feel that's what I see that's what I see and people don't think that I see like I could read energy yeah, and yeah, vibes. Yeah. I can see that shit all up and through you. You don't think I can, but yeah. I can see that shit and it's it's no shade, but it's like you know, have fun. I I want to know. I want to ask <laughs> questions, but I I'll, I'll, I'll wait, tell I'll you wait. afterwards. Yeah. I'm not going to go get too deep into it, but I will say this or I'm going to leave this on a positive note. I respect everybody every Mm -hmm. creative that's out here trying to do their thing Mm -hmm. and try to um trying to one make money off of their shit off off their talents Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna say nobody's shit is bad i feel like everybody is doing i feel like what is best for them you know like what works for them if you like it i love it it may not be for me but whatever fuck it but you know that's what i'm gonna say about that and i wish everybody the best Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Right. Exactly. Get into do you have the courage to tell your truth? And so the first do you have the courage to tell your truth is um do you have the courage to tell your truth about um making comments about, you know, so-called black women rapping or covering their heads? And I'm asking this question because, you know, me personally, I just recently started rapping, covering my head. Mm -hmm. But I'm bringing this up because um, after the podcast brunch, after we we were just talking about that, um, I went out for Sunday fun day. And another podcaster that was there, like, and this is not just him. And I snapped on him because, like... I was hungry as fuck. Like, I barely ate at that brunch. No shade to the people that cooked the food. But, like, I did not eat at that Mm -hmm. brunch. I was fucking hungry. I was tired. I was just irritable, you know? So, like, I did snap on homeboy. But it wasn't to be, like, mean. But, like, I hear this all the time. And it's, like, I have corrected... And it's mainly men that do this. I have corrected other men in a better way. But I just... They're, like, oh, you look like Erica Badu. Or you look like you know india re or whatever and so the guy that i snapped on because we were at the address he like put up his fist like this like on some black power shit and it's just like bro just because i have my head covered does not it doesn't it couldn't it could mean anything you know but like my thing is like just ask questions, you know, like, and don't assume that I'm trying to be like Erica Badu or India Ari or what? What's another celebrity that covers their head that I can think um, of? I don't. Alicia Keys, Lauren she Hill. Does? Oh, not like regularly, but I yeah, think, yeah, I yeah. think maybe has that same like aesthetic. Is probably what he was trying to get at. Right, but a lot of men ask me. They're like, oh. Uh, you look like Erica Badu and I'm like no I don't like I look like me like I look like Zakia but so my question is um well it's not really a question but I guess this is going to be like more so of a an open discussion about Mm -hmm. 
and I mean you don't cover your head but if you like if you were in that position like how would you feel like so are you okay so question so when you say covering your head is this like an everyday practice or yeah I cover my head every day like there are some days that I go without covering my head mm-hmm. like it just depends on how I feel like but when I'm at work my head is covered um when I'm going out pretty much my head is covered like if I'm running to the grocery store I may not cover my head you know like or wrap my head I should say I may have a hat on I may have a beanie on Mm -hmm. if I'm in the house of course you know when I get home from work like it's coming off because it's just like oh yeah I can release all this energy that I've been holding up under my head cover Mm -hmm. I'm in my head wrap Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah okay so I mean I I from time to time wrap my hair but it's not like a and I don't know if this is the case for you but it's not like a spiritual or religious thing as it Mm -hmm. is for I think a lot of people and I think that there's a assumption that if you are not um or if people that know you are not aware of any like spiritual or religious commitment that you've made to wearing a head wrap then the assumption is that it's like quote unquote I'm doing quotes for people that can't see but like a, well, they see uh, you're on camera. Oh, okay. Well, like a quote-unquote, like, <laughs> Afrocentric, like, more social-political type statement. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I... Nobody has ever said anything to me when I've had my head wrapped. I mean, I can, I'll see people looking at it, you know, like, while I'm talking to them, like, keep looking at... And I'm sure that they have questions. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that... I do think that because it is, you know, we're in this era where it's like, um, kind of like being pro-black or, you know, being affiliated with like Black Lives Matter and stuff comes with a tons of like a ton of assumptions. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if people see you as like somebody that is um, pro-black or Afrocentric, I feel like is the old school kind of um term for that um I think that they it's kind of like a poking fun thing and so I think my like because growing up like my friends would say and it was like not because of how I wore well it was a combination of how I wore my hair kind of music I listened to the, the things that I believed in the things that I talked about and all that stuff but would say like would say that I was Muslim or would say that I that I reminded them of like oh you one of those Erica Badu listening type women Mm-hmm. And then there, you know, it, that means a whole bunch of things, right? Which I mean, I don't. When when people have said, like, when my friends have teased me and said that, like, oh yeah, you Muslim, right? Like, or are you affiliated with the nation or something like that? Um, because they're my friends, I haven't been offended by it. But I know that if somebody that I didn't know that well said that, it would be I wouldn't be I wouldn't be offended. But it's like that's offensive to people who are Muslim, and you're assuming that just because of the music I listen to right. or my politics that is I'm, there a lot of uh, nation of Islam in LA? Um, yes. Okay. But I mean, it's not like well, I guess it depends. Not like a lot to where there's a lot actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so there, if you heard of like you know like people that sell bean pies kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So you will yeah, see sell, like they sell bean pies up north. Yeah. So like black <laughs> men kind of at the intersection yep. selling bean pies. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yes, that's regular, a thing. Regular in a tri state. Yeah. yeah. And it be high. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, so. But, you know what I wanted to say about the whole, like, Afrocentric, whatever, um, you know, black power thing. It's like, and that's why I feel like, you know, you should ask questions because, Mm -hmm. like, 
people like you know they imitate things that they mm -hmm. see and it may look cool to them so it's like okay i want to do this but the head covering and the head wrapping it doesn't come from being cool you know mm -hmm. like there is a reason behind it but just because you saw somebody doing it you thought it was cool doesn't mean that they're doing it because it was cool does that mm -hmm. make sense yeah so that's what kind of annoys me because it's like people don't know the true meaning behind you know you covering your head or wrapping your head and i think that's why like you know people like people think that erica probably covers her head because it's cool or some shit and mm -hmm. it's like let me let me give my zakias and you know if anybody that's listening that also covers their head has anything they like to add you can add it but this is what i've come to terms with and me covering my head because like when i first started going to the temple like i was i was like uh, i don't know about covering my head you know like and I'm not to say that it is necessarily a requirement, but it is encouraged that you do these things because, like, if you look back at, um, for example, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to just meet y'all where y'all at. Mm -hmm. Slave pictures. Mm -hmm. A lot of the women in the pictures that were slaves, they have their head covered or their bodies are mostly covered, like, if they're taking pictures, you know, and they're covering their head because they need to protect their energy you know mm -hmm. and also you covering your head is a representation of your crown and your feminine femininity or whatever you know your your divine your divine feminine and shit and you know it's also like a representation of you know you being submissive to god or allah whoever you know whatever you call it but and also covering your head it doesn't just come from like the nation of well i should say it does come from um well islam is the foundation of all religions but you know christians they're christian women that cover their head too and before <laughs> before we started recording again i was like let me look up this bible verse because like when i first started doing research on the head covering or whatever like, I was like, I don't know about this or whatever. And then, you know, I I shouldn't say I found, like, doing my research, I found this Bible verse. And, like, I still reference the Bible. Like, I still read the Bible. I don't read it as often as I should be because it's still a tool. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But uh, there is this uh, verse in the Bible, 1 Corinthians. Uh, pull out your Bibles, people. No, I'm just kidding. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 through, through 16. This is, what is the ESV version of the Bible? I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of that. English something something. Don't quote me. <laughs> English. I don't know what the S stands for, but V stands for version. Right. And I know it stands for English. I don't know anything All I know is King James. Yeah, that's the only one I know, I think, as well. Okay, so it's, it's from the ESV version. Okay, so it says, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesizes with his head covered dishonors his head. But every wife who prays or prophesizes with her head uncovered dishonors her head. Since it is the same 
as if her head were shaven. For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. <laughs> but since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut off her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head. And this is coming from the Bible, y'all. I, I, I have never heard that verse. And yeah. I grew up in a black church. Yep. And I know hella christian i have hella christian friends who've done big chops and i right. wonder if that goes against this because like okay let me finish the verse and i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to that for a man ought not to cover his head since he is the image and glory of god but women is the glory of men so back to what you were saying about the the um the big chop and stuff yeah this is why i won't ever cut my hair because like i don't think that we and this is just men and women understand like the power that you have in your hair like mm -hmm. you know your hair like us as melanated people like your hair grows up it's mm -hmm. not really growing down or it grows out because it's like you're getting you know the energy from the sun or mm -hmm. whatever in mm -hmm. the sky and shit and it's like this is your power your knowledge like mm -hmm. in your hair you mm -hmm. feel me so it's like you're really not supposed to cut your head but mm -hmm. you know people gonna do what they want to do and that's because people don't read and do the, they don't know you know mm -hmm. like and if you don't know you're gonna just do whatever yeah. but and i will also say like in reference to this verse, like another reason why I cover my head is to work on because I'm still working on it. Mm -hmm. Modesty. Okay. You know, like, and I remember we had a conversation. Yeah. You you were saying like your mother was telling you to like show some. Yeah, which shit. is so crazy because my mom is like you know very a very Christian woman. Yeah. Um, I mean, she grew up in California, but was raised by Southern parents. Um, my grandfather was a deacon for his entire life, was raised by a pastor. Like in and you know, even though my mom subscribes to all of these Christian tenants, like she's not she's kinda like also of the mind that, you know, like you're only young once, one day you're gonna get older and you're gonna look back and you're gonna wish that you had da 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 da. So she's not saying go out and necessarily be promiscuous, but it's like, you know, you this is your body and you know. Right. Can, if you if you so choose then you can dress a little bit sexier kind of thing because i'm usually like a you know before midi was cute before midi had a name i was like oh my dress is gonna come to my knees because that's how i feel comfortable yeah and she was like no show a little leg kind of thing um so yeah so okay so let's let's stay on that for a mm -hmm. little bit because um like that's interesting yeah. um because like i'm the complete I am the complete opposite. Like, I'm transitioning to the midi phase, mm, you know? Mm. And, like, I'm not 100% there yet because, yeah. like, not some... My clothes still fit. A lot mm. of them still fit, so I ain't getting rid of yeah. all of them yet. But when you started dressing that way or you dressed this way your whole life... Yeah, for the most... I mean, yeah. I mean, I've never been, like, very comfortable. And I think beca also because... Um, so, I ran track, right? And so, mm -hmm. men have this... And, and they had this thing when I was in high school, which is like, oh, like, let's go... Like, let's go sit in the bleachers and watch the track girls work out. And that always kind of made me uncomfortable. Like, I was... And I wouldn't even say I'm fully there yet. Being, like, comfortable with my body and, and you know, being okay with, like, 
quote unquote like the male gaze and stuff like that it it's always i've always been uncomfortable and so yeah. i think like i when i when even when it was like you know going out and stuff like that like i was always looking for comfort so mm-hmm. i don't want nothing that i'm gonna have to pull down or hold down or um yeah and so then when i like moved to houston and i was like oh you ain't you don't have to dress you don't have to wear dresses you don't have to wear skirts you don't have to wear heels to go out like i was in love Mm -hmm. um because yeah i mean like all throughout throughout high school and throughout college like i was always the one in the pants like i mean they was tight like they were form-fitting like you could see my shape and everything but Mm -hmm. i dresses and stuff they just always it just always made me kind of uncomfortable yeah so i don't i don't know where that comes from and yeah my mom was like um like one of her one of her claims to fame not claims to fame but one of her things is that when she was in college she won like a pretty leg contest (laughs) (laughs) which i guess is like the old school like you know now they have twerking contests and stuff they had twerking contests at parties and they used to have pretty leg contests where i guess you would the way that she's described it is like you stand up on the table um in the club and then you like show off your legs like you might have like a split in your your dress or your skirt or something like that and my mom also ran track and so she was yeah. like you know she had track legs and she won the contest and she's right. always telling me like you know had her mother seen like seen or heard about that obviously she wouldn't have been happy right but it's like that was something that was fun and important to her and she doesn't regret it as a you know a woman like a middle-aged woman she's so she's like you know you need to enjoy being a young woman and don't you know pin yourself up too much because of i think what she's afraid of is that i'll dress based on what other people will think you know or to suit other people and so having like older people kind of look at you and think that you're like I don't know dressed like ratchet or um i don't know what other like kind of slutty or whatever like she doesn't want me to care about that she wants me to do what you know i want to do but she just doesn't understand that what i want to do is wear my midis and my right. pants yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no i understand um what was i gonna say i see i i grew up <laughs> it's, it's just super funny like i grew up well when i was in college because that's when I could start paying for my own shit you know pretty much well my senior year in high school I was paying for my own shit but I still wasn't really going out like that but like in college that's when I kind of like started exploring a little more Mm -hmm. you know I wore really really short shit and it's like now that I've spent so much time doing that it's like I want to do the complete opposite you know Mm -hmm. and I think like and I'm not saying that every woman should do this. Like, I feel like you should do whatever makes you happy at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. let me say that. But I also think that we also need to keep in mind of how we dress and how we present ourselves, too. Because, and I talked about this on the last episode of the podcast. Like, when it comes to carnival, like, you know, um, I think the outfits are beautiful. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to understand that when you're going to carnival, you have on these bikinis and like, you know, I understand it's a different culture. So like some men in the culture may not think that way, but there's other people outside of the culture Mm -hmm. that may go to the carnivals and think a different way, you Mm -hmm. know, because they didn't grow up that way, going to carnivals or whatever. So it's like, you know, when they go out there, they're like, oh, well, she's trying to fuck or whatever. And in some cases that may be true, in some cases that may not be true, but it's like, you know, what you put on 
is either going to invite a certain type of guy into mm-hmm. your life or not invite a certain type of guy into your life. And mm-hmm. I think like a lot of women don't believe that because like we want to do whatever we want to do. And it's like that's just not how, you know, the world works on the world works unfortunately yeah so it's like i think that we should be mindful and it's like i'm definitely not saying that every woman should cover their head because like i'm not the advocate for doing that shit like i i'm gonna be the example by just doing my own shit like Mm -hmm. and if you feel like oh okay like i want to do what you whatever fuck it but my thing is like I get a lot of different responses from men nowadays. Mm. You know, like they are very respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, nine times out of ten, the 95 I should say ninety eight percent of the time, there are some men that be doing some bullshit. But like, it's just funny, like how I'm not, I'm not in a place in my life where I want to be pulling down my dress yeah. and I want to be pulling down my skirt. I want to be comfortable, you yeah. know. And it's like. I will buy the long dress. I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck, you know, like, and I still wear short stuff. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how I feel, you know, but like, even when I'm wearing the short stuff, like, because my head is covered, I still don't get the same responses yeah. because it's like, they think like, oh my God, you're a queen and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, yes, this is a rep- representation of my crown. Like without having that, I don't even know what that crown means that um, people wear like the ones you get from Burger King. Like, I gotta do some research. <laughs> I gotta do some research on that shit. Those are like, European, I think. Probably. <laughs> I think. But I, I don't know the the true history behind yeah. it. But it's like, this is my crown without having that, wearing that crown. Yeah. Like, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, yeah, I do get different responses. And, you know, a lot of times, like, I kind of take advantage because... Mm-hmm. I, I'll go out and sometimes I don't have to spend any money. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I will you and but it's like they're also not trying to like of course they want to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's every guy's end goal but you know I shouldn't say every guy but most guys mm-hmm. um but I don't really have to have to be like oh you know I gotta do extra shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because I can do that shit, but it's like, now I don't have to anymore. Yeah. So, the moral of the story is, because <laughs> we kind of went on a tangent, but the moral of the story is, like, I feel like when you see women, and not just me, that have their head covered, like, I feel like you just shouldn't assume. You should ask questions. Like, mm-hmm. why, why do you cover your head? Like, it depends on the men. Some men ask me why. Some men just do the fucking black power fist, the Erica Badu comments or whatever. And, like, it depends on the day and the time I will, I will correct you. But that's neither here nor there. But anyway, yeah. Um, I just want y'all to start asking questions and doing research um, because we, a lot of us don't read you know and I I want us to to read and to educate ourselves not only on this subject but just in general because we don't and that's just the bottom line period Mm -hmm. yeah I'm with you yeah thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right so next question do you have the courage to tell your truth about Daniel Caesar's comment um 
Why do we? Why do why? Why are we being so mean to Jules? Why are we being so mean to white people right now? That's a serious question. Why is it that we're allowed to be disrespectful and rude to everybody else? And when anybody returns any type of energy to us, that's not that. Because I don't have it pulled up right now. But he was basically saying that. He said so much. He said too much. You watched the whole thing? No, I, I didn't. And I think I also heard it. I don't think I listened to it myself or looked it up myself. I heard it on another podcast. And I actually went to pull up the clip mm -hmm. to repost it on my page. But then it said it was too long. So I just left it alone. Oh, okay. Um, um, yeah, I found it. I saw it on Twitter. Because, like, I woke up. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was, yeah. like, a lot going on. But, um, basically, he was saying, like, how we should be nice to Europeans and specifically like um if you follow social media it's this girl named yes jules and i really don't know what she does and i'm not gonna like i'm not here to slander her because i really don't know the girl i really don't see her i really don't think about her none of that shit like how other people do like so he was saying
forward. Um, it's black people. And if mm -hmm. you want to be cool, then that's what you... Now, you may not look at black people and be like, oh, I want to be that. But there are things that black people have touched and kind of pushed out into the atmosphere. And you see that and you think that's cool and you want it. Right. You know, so if it's like... You know, I want the attention of these kinds of men. And I see that women that are shaped this way get that attention. Okay, so I'm going to be shaped this way. It just so happens that those women are black. Right. You know, or I want to use the lingo of those who are cool. And those who are cool just so happens to be black. And one of the cool words is nigga. And I want to say it. And I want to wear it on my clothes. And I want to wear it on my clothes while dragging around this fat ass that I bought. Like, mm -hmm. it. I mean, it. everything that has to do with black women in 2018 19 20 is her like right. she's like stereotypical white woman that wants to be black without looking it right and accepting any kind of accountability right oh she pisses me off right i i mean and that's the thing like i be on the fence about that type of shit because it's like i i just don't want to get like and and this goes to the point of the daniel caesar thing his comment about saying like you know we should be nice to europeans and it's like the thing is i agree we should be nice to everybody you feel me like that's bottom line period we should be kind to everybody you know and i think what he was trying to say is like just because they do something or they say something doesn't mean that we have to retaliate necessarily mm -hmm. and because we keep feeding into it they're always going to continue to have something to say they're always going to continue to do something and this is just my interpretation like you know you can give your interpretation and you know that's why it's like i'm not gonna kill daniel caesar but it's like at the same time he is from another country so it's like he doesn't 100 percent understand you know the struggles that we go through here and i'm not saying that every you know so-called black person struggles with racism because that's not the case with everybody and i also feel like with the way that the internet is going it's like a lot of us we do things and say things just to get attention just to antagonize and fuel the fire of racism and like sometimes it don't even be that deep like whether you know it comes to race or not it could be your friend, somebody that you don't like. If they say something to you or do something to you that you don't like, are you going to continue to feed into them? You know, like, I feel like that's the point he's trying to make. Like, it's either, you know, leave it alone. Like, because, like, you should be the example of being love. And I feel like when you're love and you show the example of being love, then you shouldn't continue to have these issues of, we shouldn't have these issues of going back and forth mm -hmm. you feel me like and i feel like that's why there's a continued cycle of you know the back and forth with the whole racism shit like i remember i don't know i saw this on twitter um like this is when the whole calling the cops thing was an <laughs> epidemic and like these girls you know these so-called black girls they were in the car i think they were at wendy's or some shit i can't really remember but like they were joke they they didn't really do it but they were like oh i'm about to call the cops like on some european lady she was doing something i don't really fucking remember i think they were in a drive-thru at a fast food restaurant but it's like 
y'all keep doing that shit because they did it to you and it's like it's just gonna be never ending like yeah. they do it we do it they do it we do it mm-hmm. they do it we do it it's like when does it stop you know because it's like you can't keep fighting fire with fire mm-hmm. you know like it's just not gonna work period mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's racism a relationship mm-hmm. like you gonna keep arguing with your boyfriend like or you gonna get up and you gonna leave like if y'all been arguing for the past two years you mm-hmm. feel me like mm-hmm. it's the same shit well, I'm an advocate for leaving. So, I mean, if anybody want to Marcus Garvey this shit with me, I mean, hit me up. Right. Um, so, yes, I, I'm for sure an advocate for leaving. Uh, but right. because that's not tangible right now. Um, so, I mean, I do like, you know, I have an opinion about this. Right. And I think that when it I think that when it comes to racism um, and we use that word really, really loosely, but there's a spectrum. So. I this is not something that this is not something that I have talked about very much beyond like my friend group mm-hmm. um just because I feel like this conversation this attention is exactly what the goal was in the first place right because we've been talking about this damn shirt for weeks and she didn't even wear the shit right like so I mean I and and nothing that she's been told or or is anything that is surprising to her she got hella black friends like mm-hmm. And I'm sure not all of them are okay with her saying nigga. And she probably don't even say it. <laughs> That's the funny shit. She right. probably don't. Um, but I think that my... So my problem wasn't even with her. Um, I think that... And I didn't have a problem with Daniel Caesar. But I think that where he went wrong... Um, and I think that, like, based on what you said about his message, I, I don't think that it was a bad message. Right. But it was just... It came at the wrong time. Right. Um, and in favor of the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So I... This is my personal opinion. I don't think that it's ever appropriate for a black man to speak out against black women in favor of a white woman. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And like you said, a point that a lot of people have brought up is that he's Canadian, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't understand the history of um, the history of like animosity between white women and black women or the black community in general. Mm-hmm. But even more of a reason for him to have been quiet because right. you don't. I'm not. I'm not about to be jumping out the window talking um, about. Canadian politics or Canadian social issues I'm just not because I don't know anything about it right. and so I think because he's been doing music here he feels comfortable and because he has a friendship with her mm-hmm. he feels comfortable um, advocating on her behalf but no don't do that just mm-hmm. be quiet like everybody else was right. um, unless they have something positive to contribute right. and I think that his message now where he pissed me off was him saying that we should be learning from white people so that we can be on top um, and be like sup- superior and I was just like no no that doesn't what that doesn't make okay <laughs> like i was just like i i don't that's not how that works it's not okay we first of all our people have been here for more than 400 years if we were gonna sit back and take notes and take over we would have been did that shit that's not the goal like we're not looking at white people and being envious of their position and like we want to take it no that's not appropriate like how about we all do our own shit and like i said i'm an advocate for moving on like i would like for if we get these reparations i'm gonna put out a secret message which is not really secret because i'm saying it on this podcast but that we all take our reparations and we buy an island and we get the fuck on right i i mean i think because i think that white the the one of the biggest issues between blacks and black and white people and i know this is not the topic so i'm gonna come back come back um (laughs) but it's that there's this assumption that we want integration and we don't need that shit 
like it's we don't need to be with y'all and friends with y'all and in your spaces and all that stuff no the only reason we needed that in the first place is because y'all hoarded all the resources so it was like we have to get into y'all's institutions because otherwise we have nothing Mm -hmm. um but i think that he that his assumption was that we wanted something that white folks have and that you know i'm gonna give y'all i'm gonna give y'all the the secrets on how to get it because i know because i'm 23 and i'm a black somebody from canada even though i'm drunk right now give me all this message it was just i don't know like i just think that he i think that he had a mission in mind that he did not achieve um and i think that it would be wise for him to come out and say that in a sober state and clarify what he meant because Mm -hmm. i so i listened to joe budden's podcast too and he was talking about he had a conversation with him Mm -hmm. and that he said that his point he thought was still stupid which i mean i don't think his point was stupid but that he thought his point was stupid still but that it was more coherent because he was sober Mm -hmm. um and so I, I, he had a mission. He didn't achieve it. And he, if it, requ- I think that the message would have been better several weeks later. Mm-hmm. And just like, this is my kind of evaluation of black and white relations in the United States for the last few, based on the last few years that I've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, which as an outsider, maybe it would have been useful. Right. But no, don't come out caping for somebody that, Uh, I mean, I didn't do this research. Other people have done it. But somebody that has not spoken up about you has not said, you know, I want to thank my friend for coming out and supporting me. No, she ain't mentioned you. Right. So you getting dragged all through the mud by your black, like, supporters, your black fans um, for for caving for this white woman that hasn't even spoken your name. Right. It just, I I don't know. It's pretty ridiculous. And I, I don't think, like, I don't wish any ill will on him like i don't think like one of my friends was saying like oh even if all black people start listening to him he'll be fine i don't doubt it but it's not about that i don't think that black people are like you know i'm gonna stop listening to him in hopes that he fails as an artist no it's just that i recognize that we aren't on the same page and i don't want to subscribe to that i'm not gonna listen to his music everybody else can more power to you and i was telling her like he i'm walking down the aisle to his to one of his songs like i'm not you know just tossing him to the side but i can recognize that he's not he he doesn't get it and maybe that could be attributed to him being 23 maybe that could be attributed to him being from canada or for the fact that he wants this girl or is attracted to her whatever Mm -hmm. but i just don't think that it's appropriate to speak out for a black man to speak out against black women in favor of a white woman and i don't think that that is you know nation specific like i feel like he we you know if he had a conversation with somebody i don't think that's shocking mm-hmm. information like you just don't i don't think you do that you pull them to the side and you say what you got to say um i i think right okay I, I i can i can respect and this is why i say like it's it's really important for us to read right and research because like when he says like you know we can learn from europeans white mm-hmm. people or whatever like let's be real okay like let's be like i'm gonna get into a little bit of history as much as i feel like i'm educated enough to speak on so when the earth was created right and there were humans here on this earth we were us 
people that look like me and you, mm-hmm. we were the first people here on this earth, right? Mm-hmm. Blackamores, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So, and not to like be funny, but from there, and I can't remember the person's name that created European so-called white people. We created these people, you know? They were a science experiment, right? So, boom. Mm -hmm. Now comes... (laughs) Now comes white people. And so, from there, we taught them lots of things. Mm -hmm. We taught them how to bathe. We taught them how to brush their teeth. We taught them math, science, etc. How to get they drip on you feel me like in 2019 and then like from there you know they started catching on mm-hmm. and they they figured out a way to put us against each other mm-hmm. so when he says that we can learn something from him from them like yes we can like because we gave up the throne to be in power. You feel me? Like, that's how we fell. Because, like, they saw they saw a way to get in. Mm-hmm. And they used that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, like, we should learn from them as far as, you know, the way that they dress, the way that they talk, whatever. Like, we shouldn't change any of that. But as far as, like, them sticking together and um, working together and figuring out a way and figuring out a plan, like, yes, we can learn from that. And I don't know if that's what he means specifically, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, especially, like, you know, and just say, for example, like, we can learn from Asians, you know, like, when it comes to Asians, um, and I say this all the time like Asians in general like if they got their own beauty supply store nail salon Chinese shop food whatever like they hire in their family right and they're either that they they hire somebody that knows somebody and they're gonna keep the money circulating in their community like we can learn from that type of shit and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing you know so it's like again i don't know if he meant that but like to that's what i interpreted from it like and i could be wrong but i don't think it's a bad thing to learn from them because they learned from us they took from us that's di- that's very different but i think that i'm not saying that w- there's nothing to learn the way that he framed it was that they have they are superior mm-hmm. and that we should learn from them their secrets so that we can become superior and i think that this idea of superiority is why our shit is fucked up right now because it's very fucked up because there you know it's like in order for there to be a superior group there has to be an inferior group there has right. to be because mm-hmm. that's the way that the hierarchy is stable mm-hmm. and that's why black people are kept down laws poly, all of that stuff it has to be in place to keep us down because otherwise that would dethrone the the people in the superior position mm-hmm. and and i don't think that that's ever gonna make for a productive 
world you know because europeans are superior around the world mm-hmm. and everybody is striving to be i mean that's why you got i mean all the way down to like bleaching products and that's why you got leaders in all these different countries trying to be like them and doing all this dictatorship shit but i think that the pro the, the issue with his particularly his thinking as far as black people trying to become superior is that we that is a that is a goal that we can't achieve every law that we have all the rules that govern our country specifically are written by white people Mm-hmm. there's no way that we could get around that they've written them for themselves so we can't it's like i mean unless that that See, that's the thing a lot goal. of us a lot of us don't read the law and this is how i feel about life in general because like and i would say me and me specifically i i don't read law books you know so it's like i really don't know the law the back of my hand you know Mm -hmm. like that's something that i eventually want to get into and study but like let's be real a lot of us don't read the law books Mm -hmm. and it's like law books and go to the law libraries and you know a lot of these resources are free but that's either here nor there but the point i'm trying to make is like you know in life what the way i feel is like life and this is like on some spiritual type shit whatever like I just feel like life is not real. You know, it's a game. Yeah, no. You know? And you have to play this game to work in your favor. So Mm -hmm. it's like a lot of these laws, I should say most of these laws, are fucking made up. Yeah, they are. You know, they're not real. Yeah. So it's like because they're not real, like there's a way you could find your way around the law. Not saying around the law. But there's a way that you could find, mm. you you know, it could work in your favor, you know. Mm. But you have to take the time to read. And that, that's all I'm going to say. And this is just not, and I, I've never been in trouble with the law. But, yeah. you know, just being in the temple and um, because they're really educated on the law, mm. on our laws, on the laws of the government. Mm. So it's like... There's people that study this shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for example, like, I don't ever, I don't have, like, when I have children, I don't have to get them a birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not real. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel me? Like, you can't tell me I have to get my child a birth certificate. Like, that's just one example. Like, so it's like, who the fuck are you to tell me I have to put my child in the system? Yeah. No, I mean, I, so... I think in general in a general sense i agree with you Mm -hmm. um i think that hmm. so there's like caveats with everything it's like i agree with you but so (laughs) i the 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 point of view that i'm coming from is that okay so also i'm not a law expert right like i i study i study inequality i study social stratification like that's not my (laughs) but i also do have pretty uh pretty like unstructured theories of how society works that i've kind of taken from a bunch of different sources and like you know made kind of my own and so the the reality is that hundreds of years ago some white people came together and they wrote the laws of our society Mm -hmm. they wrote the laws without us in mind they wrote us out of the law and the laws are the laws as they are written benefit those people 
those people just so happen to be white. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of white, powerful, and wealthy people benefit from those laws. And it's, like, obviously, like, if if I... wrote the laws of my household i'm gonna write them in my favor mm-hmm. you know like it just makes sense like i'm not gonna write them with some random stranger in mind or my neighbor right. or whatever like no i don't give a fuck about you this is about me mm-hmm. and i think that that was their idea oh, and yeah. so now all these hundreds of years later can we study the law can we now um find ways that we can benefit from it yeah but if they really wanted to if they really wanted to bring down the hammer which as an individual black woman no they probably don't want to bring down the hammer on me Mm -hmm. but if a group of us started doing this shit yeah they would and they could because who's gonna stop them right but also this is so this is i mean if anybody listening wants to um no old school sociological theory there's something called functionalism which talk i mean the way that it describes society is that everything serves a function mm-hmm. and those functions are necessary in this this system think about it as a machine in order for the system to function all these pieces have to operate in a certain way and when one piece fails the other piece is corrected mm-hmm. and then over time the system just goes back to operating the way that it does now it can take on a bunch of different faces right our society as it looks right now didn't look like this in the 1970s but we all serve the same function even though we don't recognize it and i feel like these white people the ones in power um yeah i'm all for revolution so don't t- take this to mean that i think we should just all sit still but I mean, as it stands, society is functioning in the way that it's supposed to, mm-hmm. which is why there's so many there's so many different types of reform and everything that people have been pushing for that haven't happened because it's not supposed to happen. Right. I I think, and I I mean, there I don't I may be alone in that, but it's you know I I just don't like I said I'm not a law expert, but in terms of I think I'm a society kind of studies expert, and I and I. I just, I think that, you know, reform and revolution are important, but I think it takes long, long, a long, 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 long time for it to have effect. And when it does have effect, in my opinion, it's because the system allows for it and can correct accordingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, we went on a tangent. My bad. No, it's okay. The only thing I'll say is like... This goes for everything in life in general. Where there's a problem, there is a solution. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So it's like, I eventually want to be out of the system, period. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like, I don't have these issues anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to bring my child into a system like that. Like, I want to... We have the... I will say this. We have the power to create our own systems that work for us. But, and this goes back to, like, you know, the whole Daniel Caesar thing. Like, where he was saying, like, we could learn something from them. Like, yes, we can learn that, you know, there's a way for us to work together to make it work and benefit for everybody in our community. You know, and we just have not gotten to that point yet because it's like... We can't even fucking argue in private. 
you know about things that we disagree on like they see us doing this shit in public you know and they're like oh mm-hmm. yeah. exactly you know like because a lot of Europeans if they don't fuck with each other they fuck they don't fuck with each other but they do that shit in private. Yeah. They will save face. They will. They have a united front, like I just talked about earlier with the whole job thing. Yeah. And they will make it work in their benefit. And like we just have not caught on to that yet. So it's like we're gonna continue to be behind until we can figure it out for ourselves. Like we just. I and I'm not saying that it's never gonna happen. Like I have faith that it will happen eventually that we can all work together and we can come together. We can all live in one fucking community and like even though, you know, we may not get along, we may not agree, that we're going to try to make it work. You know, we're going to work on making it work. But like, we're just not there yet. We can't even, we can't get through a lot of shit. Wait, are together. you talking about, when you say we, are you talking about all these races? Or are you talking no. about us black people? Yeah, I'm talking about, oh, okay, okay. you know, melanated people yeah. so-called black people like mm-hmm. we just haven't and i'm not and i feel like we're making baby steps towards it mm-hmm. but we're just you know we just it's like it's just something it's like anger inside of us where it's yeah. like you know we can't even get past the simple shit yeah you know no, I agree with you. the simple shit yeah. like is it just don't make any sense to me and it's like and and not to get too deep it's like a lot of that has to do with how you treat yourself and you know how you feel about yourself because I feel like the way that you feel about yourself is how you're going to treat the next person Mm -hmm. and a lot of us don't like ourselves we don't love ourselves we don't take the time to get to know ourselves we don't meditate we don't practice kindness Mm -hmm. like with our own fucking families you feel me like that's real talk and I come from a family where it's like we will go at each other's head, mm-hmm. you know? And we ain't going down until somebody crying. You feel <laughs> me? And it's like, it's sad, but that's just the reality. I know I'm not the only person that comes from that type of family. And it's like, and that's why I've taken so much time to work on myself because it's like, I don't want to bring that shit into my own family. Yeah. You feel me? Like, that's just not going down. And, you know, as I get older and my grandparents get older, I realize that because the older that they get, the more they are not going to change because it's like they've been living for eight decades (laughs) and over eight decades i should say Mm -hmm. and you know they're just not going to be like oh yeah like tomorrow i'm gonna meditate and i'm gonna do yoga Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna read about myself and my heart like they're not doing that shit even though I did somebody's hair the other day who her grandma is 80 years old. You do hair? Yeah, that's a long story. But, yeah, so she's, her grandmother is 80 years old. She just got back from India mm-hmm. doing, she went to some kind of like, yeah. okay, so it's not called this, but I'm going to call it mindfulness because it was in that like vein. Right. Uh, she's vegan. She um, she meditates. She's a yoga instructor. <laughs> like I, oh, She is really? in her 80s. Yes. Wow. Okay, that's rare. Okay, I right? should say... I was like, who is your grandma? Right. Like, I shouldn't say that about every... I, I'm, I'm speaking of her mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's rare. Like, and, you know, I'm gonna... That is... We're gonna really try weird. to... We're gonna wrap this up, but just speaking for my family, like... My grandparents are sick. Like, they're in their late 80s. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, and this is one of the reasons why I want to continue to be vegetarian and eventually be vegan. Like, I ain't there yet, but we gonna get there. But, like, my mother was telling me, like, you know, all these medications my grandmother has to take. And, you know, about how... Because, like, my grandmother still cooks. Like, mm. when I was growing up, my grandmother cooked every single pretty much six days out the week you know like except for saturdays that's when we got pizza or she made sandwiches whatever but it's like now because of the things that she cooked and the things that we ate cookies cake crackers chips it's kept is is caught up with them now it's drinking soda and it's like and I'm telling my mother, like, yeah, you know, you should you should get my uh, my grandparents to drink this or to eat this now. And my mother's like, you know, your grandfather's not going to eat that shit because it's like he is just stuck in his ways. He's really picky now that he's older. Mm-hmm. And so it's like personally, my grandparents ain't on that type yeah. of shit. And it's like, you know, a, I know a lot of fam. I know a lot of other people come from families like that, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like. We can't even be. We can't even get through a dinner without arguing. Mm. You know, like no. So yeah. it's like we we have to start with ourselves first. Mm-hmm. I should say, and then like if you're in a family like you know similar to mine, you know you be the change that you want to see. Like even if your grandparents are older, um, and I'm working on you know with my mother, like it's it's a it's work. You know, like trying to be the example, but it's like. You know, I have to, even though it's hard and it's challenging, like, I have to continue to be that example. Because if not, when I have children, she gonna think that she bringing that shit over here. Mm-hmm. And it's not going down. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's it's literally not going down. Like, yeah. I will kick your ass out. Yeah. And you're gonna be mad. Like, and I love my mother to death, but it's like, that's not the type of shit that I'm trying to continue. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I can be the example... If I have children, if I have my own family, they can be the example and we can keep it going in, I don't like saying hope, but in faith and love that, you know, things will be better for their generation, even if it doesn't happen with mine, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of us, I should say more people now are on that wave where it's like they want to break the curses to, Mm -hmm. you know, have a better community you know have a better community in general but um yeah i think that we just have to continue to be consistent even though it's gonna it's challenging you know mm-hmm. like you have to be consistent and that may mean you may have to stop talking to some people and that's just the reality of life like yeah. that's what it is yeah no i agree Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, as far as the black stuff, I agree. Yeah. When it comes to black and white people, I think I have a pretty, like... Yeah. I think we can learn... A, I feel like they can learn from us. Mm-hmm. And every... I feel like every moment in life is a is a teaching moment. Yeah. And I don't think that us learning from them necessarily has to be a bad thing. I just don't... I just don't like that sentiment. I don't because I, I, mean, yeah, I, I can learn something from some damn generational wealth. They got but, the but wealth. But that's what I'm saying though. If you want to be a crook and you want to be because like yeah. they didn't work for it. They they acquired it from their great 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 grand people who got all their money during slavery. Like we, mm-hmm. there's no way that we can go back and acquire that. And so we 
if we're trying to strive for what they have, mm-hmm. we are what that would require is for them to give up something, and they aren't going to do it. So for us to get power within this system, because we're working within this system, so that means we try to create our system within their system, which means that we still have to abide by their rules. Mm-hmm. And the only and and I agree with you as far as it, you know, I I mean I I'm from Compton and everything is owned by Asians, mm-hmm. you know. So I I do think that they um, have achieved a level of success that is admirable, but it's because nobody was checking for them. Mm-hmm. So it like you know if if the if the group. If we have been framed as the superior group's enemy, then who's in between isn't really relevant to them. Mm-hmm. It's about us mm-hmm. and keeping us where we are. Right. They're not watching the Asians. So it would literally mean, which, I mean, God forbid. the Asians be minding their business. Yeah, they mind their business. <laughs> they allow them to have their own banks. Yeah. They only bank with their banks. Right. We couldn't do that. Right. Like, what? They would come... I mean, we have already seen what, what they... And now, they wouldn't be as blatant as to go blow our shit up mm-hmm. right now. I, I hope not. But, right. but you know, there's some other shit. And so, I, that's why I said I'm an advocate for us making our own shit. Mm-hmm. We have everything that Me we too. need in our community. I, should, I yeah, would say, like, like, I'm an advocate for that, too. Like, I'm open and willing to support... But it's like we have to. We haven't gotten to the point where we've created a system. Have you watched um, the Killer Mike show on yeah. Netflix? Mm-hmm. And you, I only watched the first episode. I feel like the show is a little cheesy yeah. and whack. But I thought it was. I watched it thinking that it was unscripted, and then found out terrible. that it was scripted. And I was like, "What? Like that? I mean, it." When I I was thinking like the you know he had like the Crips and stuff and I'm like wait they that was we only watched the first episode of him trying to like buy and live black yeah. for what was it three days yeah. or some shit like that I and like I feel like it was a it was a good it was a good um example of how far behind we are yeah. like because we should have grocery stores mm-hmm. we should have hospitals we should have you know bus systems um whatever we should have transportation all that shit but farms but it's like i see and i'm not saying that it's impossible like obviously he tried Mm -hmm. he tried to get through the three days with you know just buying black and it just didn't really work out for him but we are making slow progress and i and i would love to see somebody watch that that has the resources mm-hmm. to like be like okay like I see this like we need to do we I know there's pharmacies like um you know black owned pharmacies I can't even think of where it's at I know it's in the south somewhere it may be Atlanta but it's like everything is just so spread out like yeah. there's not like one community you go right. to like you know f- say for example like we're in Houston like mm-hmm. it's not like I come to West Chase and I know there's gonna be a black owned hospital mm-hmm. grocery store gas station bank right like that's just not real like we have Chinatowns in every major every city every major major city, city sorry um, so it's like, why don't we have the same thing yeah. for ourselves? Like, and I and I feel like we should strive to to have that. Like, that should be our goal. Like, and I feel like when we focus on what they're doing and what they're saying, that's taken away from the energy and the time that we could be 
using that to do something more productive to help us you, mm-hmm. you feel me and like it's funny some guy on twitter the other day he's from i, I think he was from brooklyn and he was like, yeah, why can't we have stuff in Chinatown? It ain't meant for you to have shit in Chinatown, mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, I mean, in the city, in New York. Mm-hmm. It's not meant for you. Yeah. Don't be mad at them because they doing what they got to do for their own fucking family. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad at you. Yeah. You should be mad at your damn self. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, but that's just, that's just me. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, it's so, oh my God. Because there, you know, as you were talking, like, there's so many things that I'm like, you know, we... Like, in L.A., there's this area called Lamert Park, which mm-hmm. is, like, one of the oldest, like, black um, uh, shopping centers. Um, I was going to say, like, black capitalist centers, but it's, like, basically where they, you know, they got different, they got uh, beauty supplies, they got, like, um, herbal stores, clothing stores, event spaces, and all of that, but it's like slowly every year that I like whenever I go back home I see that more and more stores and stuff are closed Mm -hmm. and it's because they aren't getting the support that they need um from you know black people and like Lamert Lamert Park used to be predominantly black like Mm -hmm. the residential spaces and all that but now it's being gentrified Mm -hmm. so there's like a combination of things that's going on right which is that like black people are moving further away so they probably aren't as willing to make the trip back in just to support the black owned business and then the white people that are moving into the area are not supporting Mm -hmm. so it's just I mean there's I'm like trying to think of like solutions and every time i'm like oh well what about this it's like nah but this and like what about this but nah but this right um and it's i mean it's i think that people make the effort but it's hard and i don't know what because you know we have enough black physicians and you know black etc etc to have a hospital right at least one Mm -hmm. um we have enough money in the community to to fund that right um but it, it would have to be different from other groups. We would have to have cash, like liquid cash, to fund something like that. Right. Whereas other people can just go and get a loan from the bank. Right. You know, and I there I was talking to this lady that works for a black, um, it's an all-black consulting firm. And I was asking her if they use, if they, if they secure their funding with black banks. And she said no, but she said it's not because they don't want to, but because the, they get the resources from if... You know, like it would literally take all the black people in a state to bank with a bank in order for them to have enough money to then support black owned businesses. Right. You know, and it's it. I mean, people not people for whatever reason are not making that push or that move. It may it's because it's just not easy. Like maybe we have to we might have to meet our people where they at like make it easy for them like can we get some can we hire some people out on foot to go door to door and have black people sign up and sign up and uh open a bank account you know like and i think there there are tons of ways tons of things that we could uh tons of things that we could complain about and you know criticize black people for being you know not, you know not doing the work that it requires to go and do this but there are also ways that we can meet them where they where they are, and within a generation or two, we you know bring up have people. What we need. Yeah, yeah, we bring up people that will do the work of going out to seek these right. seek out these businesses. Um, but until we get there, <laughs> might have to make it easy for them. We might have to go door to door. Right. Um, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like I feel like it's it's a it's a it's a long game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and it's a long game because of how we've been functioning in the past. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know i'm 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 willing to break the curses in my family mm -hmm. you know i just had a talk with my mother about this and like she don't really understand what, what where i'm coming from when i when i say this stuff like a lot of things that i know now especially when it comes to finances mm -hmm. i've had to learn on my own because i wasn't taught so it's like i'm willing to break this curse so it's like when i bring another human being into this world like they don't have to continue to go through this and like me raising them this way i would love i would have faith in them that they will do the same like whatever mistakes i made they're not going to make the same ones with their family and you know so on and so forth so it's like if i could just do that like i will be okay with that like even if it doesn't happen before i pass i leave this earth plane like as long as i instilled in my children my grandchildren that look this is a long game you know it's not it's not gonna happen overnight like mm -hmm. it's just not mm -hmm. because it's like we're unlearning so many things and it takes time so it's like you know we can't we can't kill each other mm -hmm. we have to educate each other like you have to be the example and that's that's all i'm gonna say about the daniel caesar thing like and i and we got way right we got way up but it's okay um but like that's why like and i like joe budden's show and it's like i knew that they was gonna talk shit but it's like the only thing i don't like when they do that type of shit is like none of them are educated enough on the fucking subject of race none of them yeah you don't have the fucking right to say none of this shit y'all be saying like none of y'all are educated enough and i know because of the type of shit that y'all talk about yeah and joe buddy just got dragged not too long ago for the comments that his baby or his fiance was making like right. and it's like you like you had to get dragged through the mud to realize like oh i need to advocate for black women my damn self so who are you to stand up on a pedestal and be like let me put i ain't never heard that nigga place. advocate for us up until he got this motherfucking podcast yeah. like let's be real and it's like you know you only dated spanish women yeah, it still does his baby mama yeah spanish. no yeah. i know i know like and that's fine that's okay and like because i i still consider them you know, to be Asiatic women, melanated yeah. women, even or whatever. If they don't, right? Even show look phenotypically black. Like. Right, right. But it's like I ain't never heard him caping up until recently in the past couple years, type shit. So it's like for him to feel like, oh, he's the nigga that you go to for some race racial education. Like that's not the nigga you go to. Like period. So it's like stop. Stop thinking that Joe Budden got the motherfucking answers. I ain't getting no answers. I go, I listen to that podcast to fucking laugh. Okay, mm -hmm. let's be real. Mm -hmm. Joe ain't got the answers. Maul ain't got the answers. And I got a crush on Maul. <laughs> Maul ain't got the answers. Rory ain't got the answers. Park ain't got the answers. Like, none of them got the answers. So, they ain't the podcast you going... Like, honestly and truly, nobody's podcast I'm going to for racial fucking answers. But anyway... Hey, not even my... I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like i just feel like you like when it comes to this whole race thing like you have to do a lot of i'm still learning myself that's why it's like i don't speak on it excuse me as much as i would like to because i feel like i still have a lot to learn you feel mm -hmm. me and a lot of people are not willing to admit that like mm -hmm. because like 
we're not being taught the correct history in school so it's like you have to do as an adult i have to do my own research and it takes time outside of you working 40 hours a week or you going to school whatever like it, mm -hmm. it takes time out of your day and like a lot of us are not willing to do that because we watch tv mm -hmm. i watch tv sometimes too but it's like i watch maybe yeah. an hour of tv a week if that but yeah. it's like you have to be willing and open to do the work okay so question okay so at what point do you think that you would feel like okay i've done enough research i can speak on it i don't that's a that's a tough question because I feel like you know I, I would say this I started doing research on the history of our people my senior year my last semester in college because mm -hmm. that's when I I watched Hidden Colors mm -hmm. you you familiar mm -hmm. with that documentary um that was 2015 mm -hmm. I'm still doing research I'm still learning there's still things I do not know Mm -hmm. you know so it's like my thing now like the way that I study is there may be a specific thing I want to learn about so I will focus on that one thing you know instead of trying to figure everything out all at one time like okay next month I'm gonna I'm gonna learn about and this is just an example like it doesn't have to do a race like I want to learn about um home births you know so that's something that has been on my radar like I started slowly I started watch I started following these natural home births on Instagram. Bless your heart. They're what? so fascinating. But like, you know, that's a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So I know I'm not gonna learn it all in one month. So that's why I started following them on Instagram because I want a, a home birth. I don't know when I'm gonna get pregnant because I don't have a boyfriend. But I know that when I do have a boyfriend or a husband or whatever, we make that decision to have a baby. Like, I want to be educated enough to be like, look, this is what I want. This is the, the benefits to this. But it may take me a year or two. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I'm willing to, to put in the time. Like, I've started, you know, educating myself, like, slowly. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I mean, I was, so I just, I found like your perspective interesting, mm -hmm. right? About like, because I, okay, so I'm in school, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like being educated within institutions. So there's all kinds of contexts that are, that's important um, there. But so I, I study race, like that's my research. Mm -hmm. But I would not say, that I so we're gonna have different opinions on race I don't think that you should take my opinion because that's my research as the gospel mm -hmm. and I and then there are professors that have been professors studying race for 20 years which might feel like their opinion is superior to mine um but then there's also caveats because that professor might also be white. Mm -hmm. So if they just because they study racial inequalities, does that mean that their opinion is better than mine because they haven't lived it? You know, so it's like I, I, I think that while there's like endless research you could do because somebody's putting out a book, somebody probably dropped one today. Mm -hmm. Like there's tons of books about race. There's tons of research online about race like I don't really, I don't, I don't know. Like the expert thing is kind of like a little bit, I think maybe I'm sensitive to it also because like <laughs> I'm doing this right now and I'd be mm -hmm. talking to people that are like, like, oh yeah, like I know the 
this because I, you know, I wrote a book about it and I've been doing this research and it's like, okay, but you have never, you haven't lived as a black person beyond, like even black people, mm-hmm. like you haven't lived as, you've been upper middle class for the last 30 years and your experience is very different than mine. Right. So you can't tell me about what it means to live this racial experience every day because you don't. Right. So it's, I mean, it, I would say that you could speak on race yeah very confidently and mm-hmm. not have done 10 years of research because the that ultimately those books are written by people right that have their own vested interest right and might have goals that are not aligned mm-hmm. with yeah so you could be expert <laughs> you live in as a so to use to use your terminology like you're living as a melanated woman and i think that that <laughs> that lived experience is research yeah i don't know I, no i I agree, but I, I also I I'm always willing to learn something yeah. new. Like yeah, yeah. that's that's just the type of time I'm on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we talked a, a really long while, so we're gonna start wrapping up. But no, it's okay. We had a really good conversation. I'm I'm grateful. Um, so please let everybody know where they can find you. Yes. Oh, right now? Yeah. Um, okay, so I am a co-host of the Woke-ish podcast. You can find us at woke.ishpodcast um, on Instagram. Um, Woke-ish talk on Twitter. Um, I tweet, but not constantly, so I think Instagram is a better platform. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we'll be looking forward to... I'm like we like there's somebody else on this. It's just me, <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation and obviously talking about other things. But please make sure you guys are following her and subscribing to her podcast um, as well. And um, make sure you guys are subscribed to this podcast too on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Spotify, um, and yeah, thank you for listening. I hope it was. Thank you too. so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for yeah, coming. I really I appreciate you. We had a good conversation, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, um, I just be willing to be like, okay, I'm just gonna take take the L. Not the L. Not not saying like it's a bad thing. Like I'm I'm open to sacrificing for the love for the for the greater good of this show like i'm i'm being more flexible i should say more patient and that's just not with you know you but just in general life Mm -hmm. so it's like it's okay you know we're gonna figure it out if i feel like you know niggas is crossing the line then obviously i will Uh, say something but you know that's neither here nor there but anyway Thank you again for listening to Facts of Life. And um, I will talk to you guys next time. Peace.